Welcome to episode 16 of the SoCo Show. This is your co-host, Cody Michael, joined as always by my so-host, Seth Hatt. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly to you, Seth. <laughs> episode 16, this is our second Octiversary. Yeah. Eight episodes, we did it twice. <laughs> Boom! Take that, Dad. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, I had a fun weekend. Yeah. We, uh, did you tweet out our photos? No. You haven't? No. You better get them out there, man. Yeah. So, for those of you, uh, if you haven't been on the Twitter page... Um, or, or you don't follow us individually, uh, Seth and I dressed up as two-thirds of the David Pumpkins <laughs> from uh, Saturday Night Live for one night, and we were impeccable. It was a spinning image of um, Mikey Day, da- Bobby Moynihan, and, of course, Tom Hanks <laughs> as David S. Pumpkins. So uh, shout-out to our buddy Tom and Madison, who Tom Hanks. played our uh, played our David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> we uh, actually got Tom Hanks to be David Pumpkins. It was pretty great. It was the most fun Halloween costume I've ever done. <laughs> Uh, we would just barge into bars and just get everyone's <laughs> attention and do the dance. <laughs> and it, it was fun. It was a ball. So uh, shout out to Tom and Anna who uh, housed us in Madison over the weekend. We had a hell of a time, as we always do. Yeah. The other night, we were uh, the Dudley Boys. <laughs> Got recognized a few times. Devon and Bubba Ray, of oh, course. Yeah. Tag team champions a handful of times. At least I can say one thing is... No one else we saw were, were either of our costumes, so we were we were uh, original that night. Very original, very obscure. Both nights. And I thought we did, we looked very, I mean, we looked good as the Dudleys, too. Yeah. We'll send both those out. Yeah, hit a, make sure you're following us at SoCoShowPod on Twitter, and uh, at SethOOt, and at underscore Cody Michael to get all the good tweets and things that we post. Um, if you like retweets of pun accounts, <laughs> you're going to love at underscore Cody Michael. Uh, and if you like, I don't know, what do you tweet about? Uh, usually butts. If you like butts, <laughs> at Seth O'Watt on Twitter. Don't forget it. Um, hey, we got a packed show. A lot of movie news. We're going to get to that stuff last. Um, but uh, before we get into that, let's start with some big news out of the world of TV. Television! <clears throat> so this kind of crap continues to come out. Um, in the wake of the Harvey Weinstein uh, debacle that has been all these people coming out and saying that he has been a sex offender for 50 years, a um, lot of other people are coming out about you know uh, sexual harassment and assault in Hollywood. And the latest uh, alleged uh, sex offender, I guess there's no other way to put it, is uh, Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey, who you know uh, from TV as well as, as movies, uh we're talking about it in TV news because it's going to have a big effect on the show House of Cards, Seth, a, a mm-hmm. fan that I know you're a show I know you're a big fan of. It's true. Uh, I definitely was not happy with this news on both accounts. Obviously, I don't want to hear about any of that stuff happening, and instantly Kevin Spacey becomes not someone I'm a fan of anymore. Mm-hmm. But the House of Cards is also so they announced that. I knit, what I initially read was that House of Cards is done, canceled, no more. After reading further, it they were they are in production right now of the final se- what what they did announce as the final season of House of Cards, which what I read last year anyway that the sixth season was likely to be the last. Now they officially announced it. Um, not only that though, is they completely suspended filming and 
with that, so they had planned kind of when with canceling off the cards to continue to work within this universe and do spinoffs of like with one example was Doug Stamper who he gets shit done. Stamper gets shit done. Takes care of fucking business. That's true. It's his thing. So they suspended production of everything and they're going to do some researching with the, some organization on kind of what to do next. And if they can look any further into what Kevin Spacey did for those who don't know, basically kind of what happened with him there is when he this is i think like 30 years ago now kevin spacey was doing a play and this actor on the show who was 14 at the time i don't remember his name to be to be honest right now without looking it up but uh they were kind of in a room one night kevin spacey was drunk he picked him up in his arms threw him on the bed and kind of got on top of him the kid had to squirm away so obviously not a good situation, especially when there's a 14 year old. And Kevin Spacey came out and said, and I think the biggest, the really the biggest issue here is Kevin Spacey apologized for it. He said he doesn't remember it. Said he was drunk. He's had these issues in the past. Whatever the issues are, who knows? But then he also to kind of on top of that, he kind of tried to cover up the fact that he had done this by coming out as gay. Mm-hmm. And that I think is what the people had the biggest issue with. Um, so in, you know, in reaction to that. Netflix suspended House of Cards and it sucks because that's one of my favorite shows and obviously like I don't want you know Kevin Spacey to to continue to if this is you know true to to, for him to continue to you know be successful you know I I want him to just like Harvey Weinstein be casted out of Hollywood but I also that show the way I look at it is something like that and even the Harvey Weinstein thing is there's people around that like in the house of cards example there's hundreds of people that work on that show people who rely on that show for their income to feed their family to further their careers mm-hmm. and now because they worked on that show they may not have a job again they yeah. might have to completely change their dream they might have to move back home or do whatever you know i mean obviously like robin wright she's going to keep working mm-hmm. but like some gaffer on that show might not work again yeah you know um same thing with like harvey weinstein and in one like with all the people he's made successful over the years or helped be successful. One one example is a huge fan of mine, or a huge fan I am of is Kevin Smith. And he is attached to Harvey Weinstein at the hip mm-hmm. because of that. He, uh, after this news came out, Kevin Smith came out and said, you know, like I obviously had no idea what he was doing. He was basically, and he cries a lot anyway, but he was crying on one of the podcasts because of what he did and he felt terrible about it and that he's successful because of it. And he's now giving all of the residuals from Harvey Weinstein and the Weinstein Company and Remax to an organization uh, that from all the movies that he's done through them. Also, he's given an extra like two grand a month to this organization in case those movies don't make money. Wow. So it, that and, and a lot of people aren't going to do that stuff, you know, and, and a lot of people are successful because of, of him. It's, you know, it, it sucks. That That's that's where I, I mean, obviously, I feel bad for the victims and the families and all of that. But I also look at it, too, as the people around that you're affecting and their careers and lives and livelihoods that you're screwing because of things you never came out about or things that you've hidden or done to people. That sucks. It's fucked up. And there's multiple sides to it that are messed up. Obviously, uh, Spacey's career is likely over. And fuck him. That's what he deserves. But to your point, yeah. I mean, there's all these other people whose lives he's affected. Kevin Spacey's going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. He'll go live in a nice house somewhere and never be heard from again. He's going to be okay. Um. But, uh, you know, that whoever that guy is that had to live with that all his life is having a hard time. And obviously all these other people, to your point, there's some there's some assistant PA probably on that show that that was their one shot and mm-hmm. now it's gone. So they might not get another chance. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this, these things all have a ripple effect and, uh, it's, it's really annoying to see how much, um, one person can just fuck up a bunch of other people's lives and, uh, apparently not care, uh, because, you know, like this whole thing about how he comes out as gay and is like trying to change the mm-hmm. narrative. Uh, I think a lot of folks would, would accuse our, our, um, our president of doing that same kind of <laughs> shit for, you know, anytime he gets on Twitter and it's the same kind of thing where yep. here, here's okay. Sure. I did this bad thing, but here's a bigger story. Mm-hmm. And it was a stupid way for him to handle it. Um, and, uh, he's, I, I he's going to get what he deserves. And, and I'm glad for that. Um, especially in the wake of, of the wine scene stuff. So Kevin Spacey, I'd like to give you a big SoCo fuck you, <laughs> but turning back to, um, you know, if we can put all of that negativity aside, um, just specifically talking about House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, there's a lot going on. You know, we don't want to give away too much if people aren't caught up with the series or whatever, but um, there's a lot going on in the show. There's potential there for them to maybe try to write him out quickly mm-hmm. or to, um, you know, just change up the narrative, maybe focus on a new key character. Um, so there are options. There are things they could do mm-hmm. to keep the show going. Um I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you, would you like to see House of Cards as still that flagship show, or do you think they just go straight? Let's just do spinoffs and go from there. I would like to see them wrap up the main story in one in some way. Um, the the way that the last season ended without too many spoilers, Kevin Spacey wasn't going to be the focal point of this next season anyway. From from what I could gain get from it, I mean, and there's there's quick ways they could write him off. I, I think that they they could do it easily, and it would make sense. But I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I at this point, I'm not holding out hope they're going to do it, mm-hmm. just because of everything that's going on. We'll see. I think Stamper would be an interesting one to do a spinoff, even just an early life of Stamper or post whatever happens. Um, there, there's a couple characters that they also had mentioned. A guy named Wilson Tusk. He's he's kind of a central player in some of this too. So they mentioned a Remy one too, which who's uh, I can't remember. Marshall Ali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I again, I'm not holding up too much hope for more because of everything that's gone mm-hmm. on. So, yeah, and it kind of, um, you know, I'm not as big a House of Cards fan, so I'm not as disappointed in this as you might be. But like, I think you almost you got to give props to Netflix. I mean, this for a while has been one of their flagship shows, um, and unlike I don't know, for example, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, who continue to use their star, even though he's a shitty guy. <laughs> um, Netflix says, we're not going to put up with it. So even though this is a big show that makes them a lot of money uh, to suspend or potentially cancel it because of what happens, I think you got to give them some props. Um, obviously, Netflix isn't going to miss that money, though. Yeah. So, uh, they're in an easy position to be the, do the, you know, the quote unquote right thing, depending mm-hmm. on what you think. Um, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird situation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things that, I don't, 20 years ago, if this kind of thing happened, I probably, we probably wouldn't hear about it. We would never they just hear mysteriously about it. cancel the show, and you'd wonder where it went, and we'd never find out. So mm-hmm. I think they'll all everything's magnified by the fact that we know all this, um, and it's uh, it's crazy and, and weird. I remember seeing the headline that it had been canceled, and I thought, what the hell is going on? Why would they cancel House of Cards? Well, it turns out they had a pretty good reason. So. <laughs> sports. Let's turn over to sports and. Um, Speaking of people who are finally getting the fucking justice, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott's suspension is set to begin. Uh, I think it was the New York courts decided that uh, the NFL was in the right to suspend him. 
And uh, now he's he's donezo for at least a hot minute. Uh, six games, he's mm-hmm. going to be out. Not going to get to play until the middle of December. And, man, I've never been happier to see Justice served. Fuck that guy. <laughs> you get what you get. Uh, if you don't remember and you're turning into the first time and somehow you haven't heard of this, um, Ezekiel Elliott was accused of beating a woman um, uh, years ago while he was in, a couple years ago while he was still in college, I think, and um, is under investigation for that. Well, no, the, there, there's no... There's actually no investigation. They closed everything. Oh, it's not ongoing? Yeah, he's not going to serve any jail time. Oh, well, okay. Well, he was under um, investigation for that, so the NFL suspended him, and he's been using the legal system to his advantage to get his suspension pushed back further and further so that he can continue to play. And now that rope has run out, and so he's going to have to serve his suspension. Cowboys are probably going to lose and not make the playoffs. Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. won't make as much money later as he potentially could have, and I am happy. Have you anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I think you covered it. <laughs> uh, Ezekiel Elliott, by the way, uh, you're also a recipient a recipient of an official SoCo fuck you um, because of your actions. So it's been a good uh, a good start to the show, dealing with a bunch of shitheads who are ruining shit for everyone else. But also in the world of uh, the NFL, it's been a, an interesting week. The trade deadline passed uh, yesterday as of the recording of the show, so on Halloween... The uh, trade deadline passed. couple pieces moving around. Uh, we saw guys like Jay Ajayi running back from the Dolphins. He's moving over to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's excited to be on a winning team. Um, <laughs> Dolphins are actually a winning team currently. Do they have a winning record? They have a winning record, oh, yeah. Well, at any rate, um, Kelvin Benjamin, who's a big monster receiver from Carolina, he's going to the Bills, mm-hmm. who are kind of making, I think, an attempt at a playoff push. Yeah. They're 6-2 and two now, 5-2. and two. Something like that. And uh, they're tied for first in that division with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So I think by signing Benjamin, um, I think it I think it shows that they want to get serious about pushing for the playoffs. So we'll see. Um, I know like Seattle, Seattle got a new left tackle. That, that's something Dwayne they Brown. were pushing for. Yeah, he was that was a big one because Dwayne Brown so for anyone who doesn't know about this story. The owner of the team he was on previously, the the Texans, he called the players and in, in a matter of speaking, inmates. Mm-hmm. He was making like an analogy, and so the players, a bunch of them, left practice. Then they came back, but a couple of them didn't come back. Like I think DeAndre Hopkins, their star wide receiver, didn't come back to practice and then ended up playing. And then this left tackle, Dwayne Brown, didn't play. <laughs> In the game on Sunday, he said, "I'm not playing for this guy." So they wanted him out of there, and they they traded they, they traded him out of there. And, and Seattle was looking for a left tackle. They were looking for a left tackle to begin with. They have for the last few weeks now because their offensive line is terrible, and they put Jimmy Graham up as a trading piece, which would have been huge. But they didn't have to because they were able to get this guy for cheap. But yep. it was it was going to be cheap. It, they initially traded it for uh, their fourth corner, Jeremy Lane, and like a fifth round pick. They ended up having to, because that lane guy didn't pass the physical, they had to give up a third. So they gave it like a third and a fifth. So not cheap, but not, you know, Jimmy Graham either. Kind of shades of the uh, Donald Sterling um, mm. in uh, the L.A. Clippers a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, owners just fucking don't... Talk. Like, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's already aware. Like, what's the... what's the uh, better to Better for people to think you're stupid than for you to talk and prove them right. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're an owner, better better just to let everyone think you're a racist than to open your mouth and prove everyone right. Right. 
just don't be stupid, stupid. And so, uh, again, it's another one of those things. Props to that guy for standing up for what he thinks and, and risking, I think, his career to, by not playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to find himself in a good position. Uh, Seattle's one of those teams pushing for the playoffs, too. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to get the division because the Rams will. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he finds himself in a new home. A lot of pieces moving around. A lot of defense moving around. Marcel Darius, uh, big-time defensive lineman, uh, previously was on the Bills. He's going over to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. That's a big sign for them because they've had a tough D all year. Yeah, little harder time stopping the run though, and so he's a he's a big run stopper. Uh, really going to shore up that defense. Yeah, uh, I think so. This is one of the more active trade deadlines I've seen ever. Really, yeah. it, there's some big stars moving moving to places that make sense and. Teams giving up a, a decent amount for that, so we'll see. I, I hope this this continues in in future years, and we get some some moves around the trade deadline. Oh like yeah, it's just like NBA and MLB. This happens all the time. NFL has never followed that suit. Teams are pretty content in the middle of the season to keep their teams where they're at. But you know, some big moves like this. I mean, Jay Ajayi to the Eagles. You know, they're they're seven and one right now. They're you know primed to win that division pretty easily. If they can get a running game going, watch out. Yeah, they're gonna be tough. Uh, one of the more interesting ones, and more of a surprising one, I think, to a lot of folks, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's mm. a backup quarterback to Tom Brady uh, on the Patriots. They've really kind of been grooming him to be the successor to Brady's empire. Traded him. Mm. He's going to uh, San Fran. Going to play for the Niners. And uh, personally, I, I think it's a good. I think it's good for his career. Yeah. They've got Kyle Shanahan as their coach, and he's a big quarterbacks guy. Used to work with Matt Ryan in Atlanta. And also Kirk Cousins in Washington. That's right, Kirk Cousins in mm-hmm. Washington. So um, I think he'll be good to work with for Garoppolo. And uh, who knows, maybe in a few years, Niners will be legit. Uh, you store up the quarterback and everything else becomes easy. Yeah, they did say today um, that potentially don't expect to see Garoppolo at all this season. So Oh, really? We'll see. No surprise there for me. They suck. They're not going anywhere. Better to sit him than risk him getting hurt. Yeah, I just season. think that... For me, if I were, I mean, they gave up a lot for him, but they, he's a free, he's a free agent after the end of the season. So, I mean, what you're gonna have to pay him, and you, how do you know what you have? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, that's I, I, think, true. I think you have to throw him out there. Not maybe not this week or next week, but you know, after their, I think their buy is week eleven. I think after the week eleven buy, I'd say he's got to see him on the field. Yep. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you spoke about the investment they're making in him. Second round pick going over to New England. A lot of folks saying they want to use it to replace Brady, um, or at least get a guy who could eventually replace yeah. Brady. They signed Brian Hoyer up today, so did they sign him up? Yeah, he was he was previously a he was previously one. there, and and you know he's not old. I mean he's late twenties or so, very solid backup. Yeah, so I, I think, I mean they've it's proven before that just about anyone can play in that system and be at least somewhat successful. I mean Brady's obviously another level, but. Hoyer knows it. Hoyer knows the system. They've had people like Jacoby Brissett be successful. They had uh, last when last he was year, out. Yeah, Garoppolo. Was, Garoppolo. Then he got hurt, and then it was Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. They had Jacoby Brissett. They had Matt Castle do it for a while. Yep. And then he turned out to be a hunk of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so got paid though. Yeah. So you know, I I think that if I mean maybe they use it to to replace him, who knows? But I think Hoyer, if for whatever reason, you know Brady doesn't continue playing. I think Hoyer could do a fine job. The his contract is set up too, where he's like making peanuts the next two seasons. He's he's making like four hundred fifty thousand this year. He's making like nine hundred thousand next year, and then the third year he's making three million. So mm. if, he, if he continues to stick around, and and maybe that's what they're thinking is like maybe they'll have one year of transition with him, and then whoever's next in line will take it. Who knows? But 
Going to be interesting with Brady. Uh, he continues to ball 300 yards uh, in this last game over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, we'll see as the season gets in. Wear and tear, obviously, on that older body. Um, but uh, some folks are saying this This is New England saying, you know, we're putting Brady on a timer. That's not what I see out of this. No. But you never know what those guys he are He said thinking. he wants to play till he's 45. Yeah. So we'll see. And I think he could, based I, on what we see. We'll see. So out of the trades, is there one that sticks out to you is going to have potentially the biggest impact? I think that the AGIA trade yeah. is a huge one, especially because they are, you know, right now the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, the Eagles are, and I don't. they haven't had a ton of huge tests yet, so we'll see. But their offensive line is good. They, they already are a top five rushing team with guys like, Wendell Smallwood and LeGarrette Blount and uh, Barner, Ken John Bonner, Barner. Like, if they give, you know, Jai the ball 15 times a game, I I think he's going to do very well. Because he, even though he wasn't playing well with the Dolphins, they don't have an offensive line. He was, I, I don't know if you've watched any of the Dolphins games this year. He was making, he and Mike Clay is a guy who's an analyst. He was making some jokes about it. He said some of the best zero-yard zero, zero runs in the NFL this year because he's making moves behind the line just to get back to the to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> so I, I think if he has an offensive line in front of him, he's proven that in the past, he's going to do well and, and boost that running game. I also think Kelvin Benjamin's a pretty big one too. For a team that is 5-2, I still, with how much they've depleted their defense, mm-hmm. I don't know how long that's going to last. Again, they haven't played a ton of huge team, you know, huge tests yet. Other than maybe like New England, I don't. Know if they have, I think they played New England once and lost. But Kelvin Benjamin is a huge target for for uh, Tyrod Taylor. I think that makes Tyrod Taylor a lot better. They're gonna have Charles Clay coming back soon. I think they're they're a team that can maybe fight for a wild card spot in the in the AFC. But they started. They also started out five and zero a couple of years ago and then didn't win. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, you never really know. I think. Uh... Those two are obviously up there for me. I, I think a sneaky, the sneaky, really great one. Um, uh, well, not super sneaky, but I think two of the really big, impactful ones. Uh, Darius to Jacksonville. They are already a really tough defense, and I think he makes them even better. But I don't think they're in, they're a threat to make the playoffs at all. So we'll see. while that defense will be good, they'll give some teams some problems. I, I still don't think this is the year for their playoff run. Yeah. Uh, the one, the biggest one to me though is um, left tackle Brown going from Houston uh, to Seattle. Seattle has been playing really, really well. They've won four straight. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind lately, yeah. and you sure up a guy's blind side, get him a little bit yeah. more confidence. Uh, he could, he could be really balling yeah. for the rest of the year. I, I see, I see that, and I think that'll help. I, the rest of that line is still really bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so, and even watching the game this week, because I watched a, a decent amount of it. He was under pressure a lot, you know, and, and it's not all from, you know, left tackle. So we'll see. I mean, I think it helps. It definitely helps him. Um, I, I And Seattle always gets hot at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it makes – that pushes them to the next level. The parity continues in the NFL. It's, uh, you know, any every division is up for grabs at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Skull. Eagles have one loss. Uh, everyone else has at least two. Mm-hmm. So no one's really running away. No undefeated teams left. Uh, Rams tied for the division lead in theirs. Uh, Vikings, I think, have it on their own. Have, yep, have it they have the North on their own away. right now. Yep. After a big win in London against Cleveland <laughs> on Sunday morning. Uh, and kind of a hairy-looking game. But well, at first, Vikings, yeah. Uh, the first half was rough, and then the second half they came and blew them away. Yeah, so they that, got it together. Yep. Vikings going on by this weekend. Rams yep. go east to play the Giants. Man, we're just a couple weeks that's out. A, that's a sneaky tough game for the for the Rams. Yeah, Rams. Uh, Rams come back from the bye week. They've got um, they've got Giants. Both are coming back from bye weeks, I think. 
Yeah, Giants coming yeah. off there by two. They're getting a little healthier. Yeah. Uh, Sterling Shepard's coming back after being injured. Rams, though, they're coming up against the Giants. Then they play Houston. Then Minnesota and the Saints. That's tough. Those are four legit teams. Yeah. Uh, who so the Rams are going to prove it? You know, in this they're going to say it's going to be first half of the season was a fluke, or it's going to be uh, the Rams are really legit after these four yeah. games. So man, just a few weeks away from a, a collision, potential playoff <laughs> playoff implications yeah. uh, in Minneapolis. Hey, if they meet again in the playoffs, we're going to go back up there too. Oh hell yeah, we'll miss <laughs> that. Well, we'd have to fly out to LA because nah, the Rams so. are the home game. <laughs> NFL is fun to watch right now. Also fun to watch lately. Uh, the Baseball World Series yeah. has been a classic. I'm kind of mad I haven't caught any yet. But, I, yeah, I haven't watched a pitch. But, but uh, a lot of folks are saying it's one of the best in recent memory, obviously, maybe besides the Cubs last year. No, the, the people are saying this one's better because it's, it's... They've been close games. They've been close, and it's been a lot of offense. Mm-hmm. It's been it gone to extras and, and, yeah, just a lot of, lot of home runs. Back, like, you know, trade, trading home runs back and forth. So There's been at least two um, extra inning games, mm-hmm. maybe three. Mm-hmm. Um even a couple that weren't or decided in the ninth inning, decided yeah. in the eighth inning. Uh, there's great pitchers on both sides of this. Yep. Game seven is happening right now as we record this. Yeah. And he said the Astros are up when we saw. Yeah. Um, so we're going to try to catch the end of that game, see who wins the World Series. You'll know by the time you're listening to this podcast, of course. Uh, so preemptively, we should we should say congratulations to the Astros. Video game! Let's get over to video games. The fall is always a big time for video games. A lot of the new releases are coming out now as we get into the holiday season. Uh, we've got not only some big titles coming out, but some new announcements for future games that are coming out. There's a big PlayStation event over the last weekend. Yep. A couple games I know you're excited to hear about. What a, I think we got some trailers? Yeah, we got trailers for some of the big ones. So the, the first one that I caught was The Last of Us Part 2. They released a trailer for that, which... There hasn't been much on that. There was, a, there was an announcement trailer at E3, was it E3 this year? or No, it was the PlayStation Experience event that just showed kind of older Ellie and older Joel and didn't really get much else. She was playing a guitar. This one showed some new characters. Still no gameplay, but showed some new characters. They didn't really even give names yet. Showed maybe a faction kind of coming out, a pretty brutal one. That like There was a scene in it where this faction had a girl that they kind of like grabbed and then threw her on the ground and then smashed her arm with a hammer and it showed it pretty messed up so that game's gonna be brutal it's also gonna be awesome and i'm really excited and we got a little we got a little clip of some of the the clickers again which is kind of cool yeah so i'm I'm really excited for that we also got a god of war gameplay trailer which i'm excited about because obviously like god of war previously to this point has been so he has those chains on his arm with the swords and you just basically mash the square button over and over again and you, you you win but this one looks to have a little bit more strategy to it. So you don't have the chains anymore. You have an axe. And this axe, you can like throw it and it'll kind of come back to you. I also think, because you're, you're, you have a son in this one, and he also will retrieve it for you from time to time. So he kind of helps you in this. Ah, cool. So be- well, and then we've got a big uh, big theme and tonal change, too. Yeah. Uh, used to be ancient Greeks mm-hmm. and Romans, those kind of gods. Yep. Now the Norse gods. Yep, so Nor- Norse, Norse mythology is going to be involved. They already mentioned that hints of thor and hints of of odin as well um so we'll see about that but uh yeah the gameplay looks to be a little bit more calculated there was a like a scene in there where it looked like you as the player you can target like body parts um and kind of like not slow-mo but kind of zoomed in focus type thing um using the more of the environment around you for certain things so that'll be interesting 
didn't get much of the story, but they did kind of throw a little hint in there because the biggest question that, that they have yet to answer is why is Kratos still alive? Mm-hmm. He died at the end of the first one, but there's a little hint. So, it, I mean, I'm not going to do spoilers. That game's 10 years old, but the, or I will do spoilers so that game's 10 years old, but at the end of it, you, you stab yourself and it's meant to be like freeing the world from gods is kind of what the whole thing is. But then after the credits, you see a line of blood going over a cliff. So it's meant to be like what happened to Kratos. So now years later, and there's actually hints of it in some of, they made prequel games and there's hints of like, he's, he'll be back. Mm. So this one, again, they haven't really said anything how he's still alive, but your son in this gameplay trailer mentions there's this creature called like a soul crusher. And he says, if that's, if he gets you or if he kills you, you, there's no afterlife, there's no coming back. Hmm. So, and there's always like an afterlife. There was a, there was a Hades in the game where you die as Kratos and then you come back out later. So maybe there's something similar to that. I'm excited to hear where they explain that because that that's that's always been on my mind ever since finishing the last one. I was like, if he crawled, is he still alive? What's going on? So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Hmm. I'm excited for that. Yeah, and just uh, not only that, but how did he get from Norse <laughs> yeah. from there all the way to Norway or wherever? <laughs> yeah. 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 And then the final trailer that they showed was a game called Detroit Becoming Human or Become Human. And this trailer. This game is made by the developer Quantum Dream, who made one of my favorite games I've ever played. It's probably my top ten, called Heavy Rain, which is a... It's not like your traditional, you know, platform or third person. It's it's a, kind of one of those, like, decision games, where if you make a decision, it impacts later on down the road. Like a telltale? Kind of, but even way more involved. Way more. It's longer and way more... Even just little decisions will impact a whole ton. They have also... There, there are some quick time events, too actually a little bit more quick time events the trailer for this so it looks like the premise for this is you're kind of a robot like an ai looking thing that's really real looking that is able to make their own decisions so this trailer showed you're being you being this robot there's a little girl who is obviously being like abused by her dad and it this trailer showed sooner multiple like scenes of the same scenario of what could happen if you choose this, this, and this. And they, like, zoomed it out at the end. And just from that one, there's, like, one box, there was, like, hundreds of different results. So I think this is going to be one of the most involved ones in terms of, like, your game can change just on a dime. Cool. You know? So I'm really excited for that. And those games, even on PS3, which Heavy Rain was on, that game looked like a movie. This is going to look lifelike. So wasn't that one of the first? Uh, if I remember right, Heavy Rain was one of the first to really do a bunch of the motion yep. dots on someone's face, and you get an actor on to, yep. to do that stuff. I think LA, LA Noir was first, but Heavy no Heavy Rain was first. Heavy Rain was first, um, and then LA Noir kind of followed it up with that. So I'm excited that this will be this will be fun. I skipped the last one, which is called Beyond Two Souls. I think that got a little bit too mystical for me. This is kind of based on because Heavy Rain was based on a complete world of reality. It was based off a serial killer. This one's based on in the future more, but kind of more in reality. There's not like souls and demons and stuff. So I'm excited to, to try this one out. Uh, one more trailer we got actually was a Spider-Man trailer that went into the, the story, uh, the story of, of what this looks like. So it kind of seems like they're going in a direction of that Peter wants to live a life with Mary Jane and maybe, you know, they don't need Spider-Man anymore. Maybe, they, you know, P- Peter can live, you know, in, in the world of, of humans and then, because Wilson Fisk gets arrested, so you've already done that by the time you get into this game, it looks like. 
So there's this new villain. I, it looks like he's not something from the comics or anything. It's a new villain because this is written by people who wrote who write the comics. It's a completely new story. So cool. This will be that'll be interesting. Uh, they showed the the trailer looks like just again very very lifelike. Um, it's it's really cool. And I think a lot of it's cut all of it was cut scenes, but even so, it's gonna look great. We got a little bit of Miles Morales in there too, which was kind of cool. Uh, so. As Spider Man or just as no, Miles? No, 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 just Miles. But he was kind of a teenage one, so I wouldn't be surprised if there was um, some maybe transition to him or if there, you can, he's a playable character at some point, something like that. So I'll we'll bet he'll get some DLC. Yeah. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited for that. That It looks really good. I am really charged up for this new Spidey game. Um, I was one of the people who had uh, Spider Man 2 on PlayStation 2. Yeah. which was the best Spider-Man <laughs> game ever made. Uh, it was the first one where it was open world and you could really swing everywhere and climb all the buildings and shit. And so I'm really, really excited for this. Uh, it's exclusive to PlayStation, Yep. so I'm going to have to play the PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> I haven't bought a PlayStation game in 10 years, so that'll be weird. Um, yeah, I'm pretty jazzed up. Anytime I get the chance to be Spidey, uh, I'll be there. Yeah. I'm 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 curious to see how they handle uh, some of the gameplay trailers that they've shown, especially like from E3. Um, there's a ton of creative like fighting. It's not just punch 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 web leave. Um, you can like shoot a web at a box and then throw the box at a guy. Yeah. And so I'm really interested to see how they manage the controls and the mechanics of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because it looks like it could be really tough to play and really, um, really detailed like Mm -hmm. you really have to learn that kind of stuff to be good at it which i i welcome i think that'd be pretty fun yeah i think it'd be really cool i think it'll be a pretty similar fighting style like the batman arkham games because Mm. you could be pretty simple with that you could hit square over and over again and 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 win but you also there was multiple different button combinations to use different gadgets and things like that so i think it'll be pretty similar to that and i think they'll you'll be able to do really cool things with the webs and the environments and things by just you know doing different combinations because by the time I got down to the Arkham games, I was doing different things to, to win. So I think, you know, I think the same can be said for Spider-Man. It's going to be sweet, man. Uh, very excited for anything Spidey that comes out ever. So <laughs> count me in for that. Uh, another game coming out, uh, I think the last one on our list here. Uh, I know you're a big fan of the game Infamous. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a couple of them. Sounds like that team's working on something new. Working on a new IP called Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> but it, what it looks like to me, they haven't, they didn't show any gameplay. It was just an announcement trailer. It was the first new uh, game they announced, or the only new game they announced at this this Paris Games conference. I think they had. But it looks like a, a samurai type game. Uh, the fighting will be cool because, like, an infamous Insomniac in general makes pretty cool fighting games. So. I think this will be a cool game to, to kind of delve into. It looks like you have some more kind of powers and stuff. along the There's like a firepower along the lines of like Infamous. So I think it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm, I'll give it a shot when it comes out, depending on how kind of it's received. So It's an exciting time. I, I mentioned before uh, a couple games coming out soon. Uh, this weekend, I believe, is Call of Duty. It is. They're going back to World War II. Yeah. And people are very excited for that. Yeah, it looks uh, great. I know we've had a number of conversations about the new Call of Duty, them mm-hmm. going back to World War II. Because they keep getting more futuristic yeah. and adding a bunch of dumb shit like robots and all these drones and stuff. It'll be good to just have a bolt-action rifle and just yep. shoot someone's fucking face. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the graphics look insane. I'm excited for the multiplayer for just getting back to the basics. Because mm-hmm. those games just got out of control with the jumping off walls and jetpacking and camo and lasers and missiles and all that stuff. 
this will just kind of get back to the simple like skill of Call of Duty, I think. So I'm excited for that. And then yeah, there's the story. The the from what I've read is there's no health meter, and there's no there is a health meter. It there's no regenerative regenerative health in this. Huh. So if you get like shot, you're gonna die quick. Huh. So I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be. I, I always I always have liked. Um, well, I haven't liked them all, but. Uh, Call of Duty has told good stories. Mm-hmm. Their single player mode has always been pretty cool. Um, they're they've got some of the best uh, what I call oh shit moments in games. Yeah, I'm thinking specifically about the Modern Warfare mm-hmm. franchise has some really good ones. So I think um, by doubling down on the gameplay and not making it so friggin' complicated and futury and trippy, mm-hmm. they could tell a really good people story yeah. in this, and that's something that I'm hoping that they do, and yeah. really looking forward. This is the first... I'm going to check this one out. It's the first time in probably four or five games that I'm going to give a chance to. I haven't played a Call of Duty in years. Yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to this one. Um, it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Coming out this Friday, that is... Uh, the 3rd. November 3rd. Uh, in a couple weeks... Speaking of shooting people, and in the future, uh, we're going to get Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. Uh, that's coming soon. Probably we'll talk about this every week until it's out, because just like Spider-Man, anytime I get a chance to be anything from Star Wars, I am friggin' there. <laughs> so I'll be keeping an eye out for that. Um, another game I know you're jazzed up for, I yeah. think next week, yeah. uh, more from Horizon. Yep, speaking of shooting people in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, Horizon, the DLC called The Frozen Wilds is coming out, and I'm really excited for this. This was my favorite game in a very, very long time, the the, the base game. So I'm excited to get a little bit more story. I'm just excited to get out there and shoot some fools in the head again with my arrows. <laughs> so Horizon, if you're not familiar, is a, kind of a big open world game, kind of similar to your Fallouts and things like that, but with less of a survivor kind of tilt. Mm-hmm. Um you play, uh, well, why don't I let you tell it? I haven't even played the game. Talk a little bit more about just Horizon in general. Yeah, so you're, the character is a girl named Aloy. I don't know how old she is, to be honest. I think she's like 18 or something like that. But she's like this badass warrior who, you're, you're in this world, it's, it, it is technically futuristic, but it's not. <laughs> um, because the only thing that's futuristic, the only thing that's like electronics is there's these dinosaur robot things. So it goes all the way from like your velociraptors to like giant not t-rexes but like hammerhead looking things i don't remember what they call them to be honest but they're and they have different categories some are like some are carnivores some are which they'll attack humans some are are peaceful like the herbivores type thing so it's really cool the the story got really deep so i'm not going to say anything about it for people who actually want to play it because it's it's really deep and and takes really cool twists and turns but i spent 50 hours on this game (laughs) so i don't know i'm excited to get back into it i hope the dlc is kind of long and i can collect more stuff i have my super sweet armor that i won't die in so i'm pretty pumped about that it's really easy to get i can only imagine it's really easy to get sucked into that world because i have not played a lick of this but Mm. i've sat and watched you play it for (laughs) hours it's one of the most gorgeous looking games in recent memory and everything about it is really fluid mechanically it is a brilliant game Mm -hmm. and uh, they tell a pretty interesting story with a really good protagonist so um yeah dlc is coming out now would be a perfect time to pick up uh, horizon zero dawn and, and check out the original yeah as it's well. on yeah, sale yeah. it's on sale right now there you go movie well we have a ton of movie news coming out lately let's start here um so almost all of our almost all of our 
movie news is coming from the superhero realm, as mm. it seems to always be. Um, so let's start away from that. We'll come back to the superhero stuff uh, for last. You just told me this minutes before we hit record today. Uh, another Stephen King adaptation is in the works. Mm-hmm. Remake of a, a classic one that already uh, already existed. Um, it's going to be Pet Cemetery. Yep. Uh, if you don't remember Pet Cemetery, it's about um, a family who discovers a pet ce- cemetery. A pet cemetery. <laughs> Where if something dies and you bury it in the cemetery, it will come back to life. But with horrifying consequences. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. It is a very creepy movie. Even the original, which is old now. And, you know, the effects are dated or whatever. Um, ah, man. If, if they give this the it treatment and really, really throw a budget at it and, and give it a good go, I think this could be a really, really good one. Yeah, I hope it's... Along the lines of it and not Dark Tower. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That nothing we shouldn't even talk about the Dark Tower. <laughs> so one of the one of the biggest studs out there is 007 James Bond. There's been a lot of news over the last couple of years about his future, James Bond's, um, and specifically Daniel Craig, who has been playing him for the last few movies, uh, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and most recently Spectre. Daniel Craig is now confirmed to be back. He's going to be playing James Bond one last time. One last time. (laughs) And interesting thing about James Bond movies is they bounce around from studio to studio after a handful of films. We just got news recently that the newest Bond, the 25th in the series, um, has found a home. And it's with the studio Annapurna, who you've probably seen some of their movies, but uh, you might not recognize the name. Who are you? Some Some of the things they've put out recently... Um, American Hustle with uh, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence and the like. Um, Zero Dark Thirty from a handful of years ago. Uh, Her with Joaquin Phoenix and uh, ScarJo. Mm. And then uh, like Foxcatcher that had Steve, Steve Carell yep. in it, uh, Channing Tatum. And then Joy, which uh, Jennifer Lawrence was nominated for a couple of years ago. So they've put out some bangers in the last few years. Uh, we most recently saw Detroit, the John Boyega one about yeah. the race riots in Detroit. Um so there, gosh, Annapurna has been putting some cool shit out there. I'm excited to see how they treat James Bond. Um, other details have come out. It sounds like Christoph Waltz will not be back for this one. Yeah, he was playing um, Blofeld, big time Bond villain. Inspector wasn't super well received, so I think they're going to try to go in a new direction uh, for this. Probably the last Daniel Craig one, but uh, we're probably very close to getting a release date and maybe some plot details as that starts to come out, but. Sounds like there's not even a script yet. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, to be honest. I haven't really looked too much. I'm not a huge Bond fan, to be well, honest. But Cody is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited for more Bond. I like Daniel Craig. Um, I think he'll be a cool one. He really is the Bond for my age. Um, his Casino Royale came out when I was like 14, so mm. he's the Bond I connect with. I know a lot of people think that's blasphemous, but um, I'm excited to see him. I'm glad he's back, and uh, I'll be interested to stay tuned and kind of see what, what goes on with him. So, just some some updates on uh, a movie that we've talked about a couple of times, um, because it seems like it's been a roller coaster of a of a production process. But the Han Solo standalone movie uh, titled Solo, a Star Wars story. I'm Ryan Solo. <laughs> we had Ron Howard come on a few months back, and a lot of people thought it was going to be really just a figurehead, and that the studio would really run the show. But it sounds like Seth, you were telling me. Uh, he's taken a lot more responsibility for this than previously was thought. Yeah, uh, from what I've heard, he apparently reshot, also recast, but he reshot, he recast a bunch of people, but he also reshot about 80% of the movie. 
which is a lot. Yeah, basically, it's a completely different movie at this point. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see it because Ron Howard's great. But uh, it's always it's also not good when people come in and completely change things from the original direction. And I, and I can't imagine that Phil Lord and Chris Miller, you know, did a terrible job. You know, like, I, it, and I'm sure, like, too, when you come in as a director, you know, there's, there's a huge difference between Ron Howard and Phil Lord and Chris Miller in terms of their style. But at the same time, I mean, there has to be something he could have used, right? Gosh, I don't know. Uh, and you never know. I mean, these behind-the-scenes th- things, especially with Star Wars, they keep it pretty close to the best. One thing I had heard was that they were really staring into the comedy of mm-hmm. it. And that at one point, someone mentioned that the vibe they were trying to go for was almost an Ace Ventura type of vibe. Really? And obviously, there's no fucking chance that that was ever going to work. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. If uh, Chewbacca talks with his butt, I'm in. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Lord, I don't know. It's hard to say if they were in the wrong or if the studio was being assholes. It's hard mm-hmm. to know, but... Uh, I don't know. We'll see what Ron Howard's got up his sleeve. He get all sort. He's all over the board. You know, sometimes yeah. you get Apollo thirteen, and sometimes you get total dog shit. Um, so we'll see. Uh, that's coming out next May. So stay tuned for more news from Solo. Probably we'll get a trailer soon. Maybe with the Last Jedi. We'll see. Um, one thing to and maybe kind of a segue for us too, but Phil Lord and Chris Miller are one of the two directors in the running for the Flashpoint movie if that's made. I didn't know that they were in talks. It's them and. Who directed Back to the Future? Robert Zemeckis. Zemeckis, yeah. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, so it's it's those two are in the, are in the finals for that right now. Wow. If it gets made, which kind of brings us to to yeah. that. Some heavy hitters for Flashpoint. You were telling me a little bit about this. Sounds like a, gonna be a little different than what I at least was expecting. Yeah. Tell us more. So apparently, Flashpoint, this the future of that movie hinges on whether Justice League does well or not, which is a really smart move because that's not something they have done in the past. They just let shit go. Like Batman, Superman, they let Suicide Squad go after that, and they just let them do whatever they want. So it's smart that they're evaluating things now because I think when they hit success with Wonder Woman, they realize that they might have something to build on. And I think that made them also rethink Justice League as well. From what I've heard, Justice League is being received pretty well so far, and people who have seen it. So I hope it does well. I hope it makes money. I hope it's received well critically. And I hope they can do a Flashpoint because also from what I've heard for Flashpoint is that it's not solely a Flash movie. It's going to be another team-up movie. Focus mostly on Flash because that's what the comic book does. But you're going to get a lot of, from what I've heard, a lot of Wonder Woman, which give me Hell yeah, 150 go. Gal Gadot Wonder Shut Woman Shut up and movies. take my money. Exactly. <laughs> give me all of those. That movie is incredible. And it's still going to have the other major characters in it too. So, And that storyline's pretty great. So we'll, we'll see. It'd be, I think I'd rather see Zemeckis as the director because Back to the Future, he knows how to do time travel movies. Mm-hmm. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, again, will have more of a comedy vibe, which Flash is more comedy-based than anyone, but we'll see what happens. I think I'd be happy with either one of them. And so far from what I've heard, too, is that kind of Flash is how Wonder Woman kind of stole Batman Superman for the part she was in. Flash kind of does that for Justice League. Ah. So we'll see. No surprise there to me. Um, definitely going to be the comic relief. He doesn't have as much um, responsibility. So it's easier for yeah. a character like that to shine, I think. And, yeah. and I'm not surprised. Ezra, Ezra Miller is playing him. Pretty good comic actor. Um, it's going to be interesting to see Justice League. But you heard it here, folks. The future of the DC Extended Universe rests in your hands. <laughs> so if you want to kill it, don't go to Justice League. Now... 
you also have more restraint than us. We're going to go anyway. <laughs> but uh, there you have it. You speak with your dollars if, you, if you're sick of, uh, sick of the Justice League. Let's keep it in the DC uh, universe. Uh, a, a lesser known hero um, from DC. Blue Beetle. Well, yeah, actually he is one. <laughs> but uh, another one is Shazam. Shazam! Also known as Captain Marvel. Uh, which for DC versus Marvel reasons is very confusing. <laughs> but uh, so Shazam is the story of a small boy, Billy Batson. Yeah. I think is his name. And he gets the power to basically scream Shazam. And he grows from a small boy into a giant Superman. Basically, he's Superman. He can mm-hmm. fly and he shoot, punches, lightning. shoot lightning out of stuff. Um, his so butthole. He shoots lightning out of his butthole, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why he hasn't gotten a movie yet. They're trying to figure out how to get <laughs> CGI butthole lightning. <laughs> So the Shazam movie has been on the books for a while now. Um, the first casting decision they made was Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to be playing Black Adam. Black Adam. Who is the nemesis of Shazam. Mm-hmm. So he's a bad guy. And um, with a name that I think they probably should have changed uh, for, for a movie in this decade. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Shazam has now been cast, though. The main protagonist... Um, and this is the grown-up, the big, strong superhero Shazam. Going to be played by an actor that we love. Uh, <laughs> Chuck Bartowski himself, Zachary <laughs> Levi, is going to play Shazam. Uh, this catch you off guard? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, kind of, I guess, because he's not super buff. But he looks like him. I mean, he looks like him. And Zachary Levi has done the, you know, the badass type thing before with Chuck. So we'll see. I'm excited for it. It's going to be cool. Um you might also remember Zachary Levi as, uh, I think, Finn Ryder was his name, or Flynn Ryder, on uh, Tangled. Mm. So that's where a lot of folks are going to remember him from also. Uh, Chuck, though, if you haven't seen Chuck, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. It's nowhere now. Man, that is one of my favorite shows I've ever watched. Um, it's about a nerd who becomes a spy, at most, basically, and um, gets to hang out with a really, really hot woman all the time. Yeah. Uh, she, of course, can get it. And that's a Von Strahovski is the actress's name. Yeah. So do yourself a favor and Google her. I hope that there's a, a love interest in one of these. Cause I hope she's it. Because you can't. Zachary Levi can't be with anyone else. I, would, I wouldn't put him with anyone else. Yeah. That's just me. But She's too busy being sad and, and bleak in Handmaid's Tale. So. Oh, I forgot she was in that. Yeah. Yeah, so we got Zachary Levi playing Shazam. Uh, that movie's still a couple years out. So we'll see. Uh, they still got to cast the kid and, you know, come out with a whole bunch of other stuff. But it'll be but. the Stranger Things boy. He's going to be Finn, fucking Finn everything. Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, we'll see. Future uh, future DC movies. Again, uh, go out and buy Justice League if you want to see all these. Let's move over to the Marvel side of the tracks. Uh, it's a big week right now. Uh, the day that this podcast airs um, is the day that Thor, Ragnarok, mm-hmm. is released in theaters. A lot of people really excited about Thor. I know we're hearing some good reviews. Um, they're saying it's the funniest Marvel movie. I've heard already the best Marvel movie so far. Um, apparently visually it's really stunning. What do you think? Are, are you getting, you getting charged up for Thor? Are you excited to go see it? Yeah. That's it, huh? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm really excited for it. The reviews so far and the, just the hype for it so far has been, it's the fun, like you said, the funniest movie. It's been one of the best looking movies. Chris Hemsworth does a great job as, as well as, uh, Mark, Mark Ruffalo. So I'm excited. More to come on Thor. Uh, definitely, we're going to do a ride home from that. So uh, make sure you're checking out at Jared Buckendall on YouTube so at. that you can uh, so you can see so you can see us uh, ride home from that. Get our opinions, 
and get out and see Thor this weekend before everyone spoils it on Twitter. Speaking of Thor, uh, it sounds like the director of Thor has his eyes set on a new project, another member of the Avengers potentially getting a spinoff. Yeah, Black Widow. That would be interesting. People have been clamoring for a Black Widow spinoff for a long time now. Very long time, since Avengers. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like he's going to take it in a different direction than they have been. Maybe try for more comedy? Comedy, yeah. Which, I mean, again, this apparently being the funniest one. Thor being the funniest one. I, I wouldn't. I would suspect that the same thing. I would like to see him maybe take on Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man would be interesting take, you know, to see how they do that. But we'll see. Yeah, MCU's in a weird stage right now. Mm-hmm. Um, after, yeah, Black Panther coming out next year and Infinity Wars. No one really knows what's going to go on past that. At least we, the regular people, don't. I'm sure Marvel knows. So a lot of interesting stuff to come out of that realm in the future. Well, I want to finish with this as we do at the beginning of every month. Uh, Today, of course, being November 1st, the day we record. Probably you're listening to this on the 2nd or later. Uh, New stuff coming to Netflix. Last week, we talked about the stuff you need to watch before it leaves. Seth, did you watch The Matrix? Nope. He did not watch the fucking Matrix. Fuck The Matrix. The guy is worthless. I can't even... Well... I did watch the David Pumpkins Halloween special. Well, that was... I'm glad you spent your time on that. I'd much rather watch that than that shitty Matrix Get the fuck movie. away from me. You're done here. Well, let's give you another chance to see some good movies. Uh, a lot of cool stuff coming out on Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, and, of course, HBO. Uh, we'll start with Netflix, uh, and we'll just kind of hit the highlights here. Uh, now available on Netflix 42. That's the uh, Jackie Robinson story. Uh, Chadwick Boseman plays Jackie Robinson. I went to see this. Uh, this was years ago. I was in college oh, yeah. still. And uh, I really liked it. Really liked it. If you're into kind of civil rights, if you're into sports, uh, baseball specifically, I think you're going to like this one. Uh, really good performances and just uh, overall really solid movie. I never saw that. I've been meaning to check it out forever. It's good. Get it on your Netflix, q But it's better than Matrix. Get the fuck away. Uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost. That's a, a big name. I know that's better that than the Matrix. Uh, Is that the live action one or a cartoon one? Uh, I guess I don't know. It just says Casper. Oh, man, I hope it's the live-action one. With uh, Christina Ricci? Yeah, sure. Yeah. She's the girl who Casper is friends with. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Also, Chappie. I don't know if I saw that. Did I see that? I have not seen I it. I think I saw that. He's I got ve- the, robo, the RoboCop who is like, yeah. and then he turns good, and I think Hugh Jackman's around for some reason. Maybe I didn't see it. I can't not remember it. Because it's made by the District 9 people. Yes. And I saw District 9. I don't know if I saw Chappie. I don't think I saw Chappie. District 9's amazing. I kind of want to see Chappie. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking it looked really, really stupid. And then uh, I've heard other people review it and say it was really good. Yeah. Charlotte's Web is coming to Netflix. Some pig. Uh, Field of Dreams. If you build it, they'll come. Of course, set in uh, Iowa. So make sure you check out Iowa. Is this <laughs> Check out Iowa? Not a lot of chances to check out Iowa on Netflix. Yeah. So uh, take advantage of Field of Dreams. Men in Black. Here comes the Men in Black. Mm, mm, mm. Galaxy Defender. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Check out Men in Black if you want to watch that. Uh, and if you want us to stop singing, go follow us on Twitter. Wait, what? <laughs> we have like 10,000 followers. <laughs> uh, a scary a couple scary movies coming out. Oculus is one. Hmm. It's like a haunted mirror and some spirits. Um, Karen Gillum is in that one. She sure. plays Nebula in hmm. uh, the new Guardians again, okay. Galaxy movies. Um, pretty solid little horror movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, another one, Silent Hill, which I haven't seen. But, the video uh, game? Yeah, of course, based on a video game, so probably is crappy. <laughs> but I've heard it's better than most, and actually a pretty solid horror movie. Huh. So that's one that's on my list to check out. Um, speaking of horror, uh, Scary Movie, the original. Oh, really? Coming to Netflix. Man, it's been years since I watched that They don't one. have the other ones on there? Just Scary Movie? Uh, they might have the other ones, but this is the only one that's new this month. Okay. 
So, uh, yeah, that one's fun. Spoof of Scream, of course, and Anna Ferris got her big big break there. So, yeah. Uh, scary movie going on there. I still met. I was. <laughs> so I was. We were young when that came out. Like when that, like ninety nine two thousand that came out. We were pretty young, yeah. So we were probably like nine, ten, eleven, and it was at an age where like we didn't understand what cum was. <laughs> so when he when uh, when she gets cummed up on the wall or in the ceiling, we're like, what is that? You know, I, I remember someone like I I, I kind of asked someone who was like a few years older than me. And they're just like, you, you don't even need to know right now. <laughs> uh, cum is hilarious. <laughs> so uh, you got if you want to get your Will Smith fix, you can start with Men in Black. And then after that, follow up with Pursuit of Happiness. Mm. Did you ever see that movie? I didn't. I never saw it. Apparently it makes you cry like a motherfucker. Mm. Um, but uh, Will Smith, I think Jaden is in that one too. He plays his son. Uh, so I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair back and forth. I whip it. That one? No, that's Willow. Oh, okay. Uh, whole nine yards. That's got uh, Bruce Willis and Matthew Perry. Mm. Um, that's a nice little comedy. I saw it years and years ago. It's pretty solid. Ah, oh, here's a good one. Uh, Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed. So is the first one on there? Uh, the first one was on last month, I think. Okay. So you're gonna want to make sure and go back to check out the sequel. I saw the first one when I was a kid, but I never saw the second one. It's okay. Is it? Yeah. It's is okay. it the same cast? Is it like still uh, Matthew Lillard and? I'm and, pretty sure. Uh, Buffy sure the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's all the same cast. Okay. And, uh... Zoink, Scoob! Yeah. Like, Scoob! <laughs> That's one of your two impressions you can do. That's good. Oh, that was good. Acknowledgement. I appreciate that. I mean, it wasn't good. It was just an impression. Shut that your mouth. would make sense. Just make the, make the, make the compliment and then stop. Uh, I'm looking now at November 17th, a couple weeks out. Yeah. I know you're looking forward to this one, man. Yeah. Marvel's... The Punisher yeah. is here. John Bernthal is going to probably murder a bunch of fucking guys. Coral! <laughs> Do you want to talk about The Punisher at all? Uh, I mean, it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited for her. There's just one of the most brutal scenes from Daredevil when he goes through and just murders everyone in the in the prison. So this will, I think, get more into his backstory. I've actually kind of stayed away from the trailers because I want to go into this fresh. But I think it'll get more into his backstory. I think a lot of people know his backstory with the family getting killed and he goes after him and everything. So you'll get more into that, see kind of where he's been. I think this is going to lead up to the point he got into event, into Defenders and the whole that whole universe. He wasn't in Defenders, actually. He was in Daredevil. But uh, we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I like, I like the Punisher as a character just even prior to this. I actually liked the movie that came out in like 02. Warzone was... Not as good, I thought, but it was whatever. But I think the Punisher's character is really cool. Like, perseverant and, you know, kind of takes justice. In his, he's like a killing Batman, mm-hmm. almost, but with guns. So, well, I'm excited. Yeah, Punisher, a lot of folks are pretty charged up about. Um, and, yeah, definitely if you like blood, probably you're going to get your fix <laughs> with that. Speaking of blood, November 20th brings us Piranha. 3D? No, just Piranha. 3D. Well, actually, yeah, because there was Piranha 3D and then Piranha 3 Double D was yeah. the sequel. This is the first one. Yeah. I think it's just in 2D since it's on Netflix. Oh, man. Yeah. So you probably won't watch it since it's in 2D. Exactly. <laughs> There's a couple of limited series that I saw as well. Uh, Godless is one that I saw. Mm-hmm. That ha- that has... Uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Uh, There's so- always... It seems to, to, to every few months or so, Netflix will have something... Even sometimes once a month, they'll have something that really hits with people, and that's what's really that's what I love about Netflix is there's so much they just put so much good stuff that 
you get these these shows and limited series like Mindhunter that really clicked with people last month. You know, you had 13 Reasons Why like a year ago that really clicked with people kind of out of nowhere. I mean, it, there's there's a lot of different stuff that just kind of hits with people, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see maybe like something like that do it. We'll see. That'd be cool. Definitely Jeff Daniels. Um, he's got such range, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Uh, same day as Godless, which is November 22nd, The Boss Baby coming to Netflix. <laughs> Cookies uh. are for closers. <laughs> Does he say that in the trailer? He does. Oh my god! Oh my god! That brings up so this is kind of off topic, but we were watching we were watching Legends of Tomorrow, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh god, yeah. And the guy who plays Mick on that show, who is Heatwave, the guy with the hot gun, he plays he's one of the characters in Prison Break. I never watched that show, but he's the one without hair, not Wentworth Miller, but the other one. And he this this episode, the premise of they're gonna break someone out of an Argus argus facility which is like a jail basically and he goes he talks like this a prison break i could get down for that <laughs> i almost threw up it was so cheesy. oh i laugh i laugh so that's what that show is though which makes it great so uh netflix's little brother for now uh amazon prime video they've got some bangers coming out this month i just want to would you say that or would you say hulu is kind of the more uh yeah Hulu's definitely the little yeah. brother um prime is like a, a- amazon is like the is like your cousin of like a rich uncle. Like they don't give they don't give a shit about their video service. They're just like we got the world's leading retailer right now. Yeah, this is just this is peanuts for us. But they've got some good stuff coming out. Yeah, pretty much all the classic Bond movies mm-hmm. are coming out. Um, we've got then also a Knight's Tale, really good Heath Ledger movie. He plays a, I, a jousting guy. Yeah, I just remember people getting messed up on those those uh, jousting. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's it, they get fucked all the way up. Yeah. Uh, Airplane. And Airplane Two, uh, we talked earlier about scary movie. They owe their existence to. Is Airplane Two called stuff like Airplane, Airplane Two the sequel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bad Boys, Bram Stoker's Dracula. A lot of Will Will Smith this month, huh? Will Smith is everywhere, dude. Uh, Crocodile Dundee's one and two. Oh, is, is two the Los Angeles one? Yep. That's written by the fantasy football zone Matthew Barry. Yeah, <laughs> looks just like you. Yeah, my my dad. <laughs> uh, Dances with Wolves. That's a classic. Speed Racer. The live action one? I think so. Uh, St. Elmo's Fire. Classic John Hughes, right? Mm. Um, the Cell. The Departed. Ooh. Excellent. If you haven't seen The Departed, get your ass out there and go see The Departed. Yeah, more than The Matrix. No. Watch The Matrix first. <laughs> then Stranger Things. Then the David Pumpkin special. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then whatever it is I was just talking about. So uh, there's got a bunch of stuff on there. Check out this list. Uh, we'll make sure to link to it in the description. Uh, we're reading the list from The Verge, um, but you can also check out uh, Netflix posted them on YouTube also. So a lot of good stuff. Uh, briefly, just want to touch on uh, HBO Now. If you've been considering getting like a free trial to HBO, don't. Um, now is the month to do it because the movie Get Out is. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's coming on HBO. So I guess I have to watch it November fourth. All right. So order of things here. Ready? So, Get Out, Stranger Things 2, uh, David Pumpkin Special, then My Little Pony the Movie, and then The Matrix. You forgot The Departed. No, The Departed. <laughs> That'll be after. I've already seen that one, so. Well, take your own advice and get out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, what else? God, I mean, there's just banger after banger. Look, so, Too Fast, Too Furious. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, Along Came a Spider's That's really the last... One. Fast and Furious movie I saw was Too Fast, Too Furious. It's the only one. That came out in like 2002. It's the only one I've seen. You never saw the first one? No. Um, There's actually a bunch of these. Fast and and Furious and 
The Fast and The Furious also both coming. Well, The Fast and The Furious is the original. Okay. Fast yeah. and Furious was four, I think. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift was the DVD release with Vin Diesel in at the end. Spoilers. Good Morning Vietnam, classic uh, Robin Williams. Let's see, Zoolander, of course, for those of you who are into Zoolander. Uh, Lego Batman movie It's coming out on Veterans Day. Sure. Uh, again, this is all HBO here. The Hobo Network. Yeah, The Hobo. It's not TV. HBO. It's DiGiorno. <laughs> it's DiGiorno. Uh, Kong Skull Island, Warcraft, a bunch of stuff. So... Uh, again, if you're looking for a good month to uh, get a free trial to HBO, do that. Wait till December. I don't know about that. I'd also highly recommend uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Uh, catch some episodes of that if you're gonna if you're gonna choose November to get um, to get on HBO. Oh, uh, one more that I missed the from the Amazon list, uh, Amazon Prime Video uh, on November 24th, The Big Sick, one of your favorite movies. Oh, that was summer. really good. Yeah, that one's coming out on Amazon. So check that one out. So here, we're gonna update the list again. <laughs> We should make an actual list of things that we recommend. The Matrix will be in an order. The Matrix will be like Matrix is on the left of the entire list <laughs> uh-uh. because it's obviously number one. No, and you can put whatever you think is number no, one. No, Matrix will be like in the in the middle of it in like like point zero two font, and you have to like magnify it in order to see it. And it'll be in wingdings. <laughs> You're a wingding. Well, make sure you get out. And check out all those uh, new selections on the different streaming services. Of course, Stranger Things 2 dropped last week. You're probably still watching that, or, or you finished it already. I don't know. Maybe I haven't started it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, I think uh, less less well-reviewed than the first mm-hmm. season, but still pretty solid Yeah, is what I'm hearing. I think I'm going to binge it this weekend. Well, there you go. Here comes a, here comes a Stranger Things, maybe a TV corner next Potentially. week. Potentially. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, more to come on that. Of course, big movies coming out this uh, November as well. Got uh, something big every week. So Yeah, a couple of indie movies come out this week. I, I was trying to look and see if I could find them that come to our local theaters, but not. But there's one that's at 100% right now, and it's gone up from, like, 96. called Lady Bird. I don't know if you've seen any trailers for this. It's about Johnson, Linda B. Johnson's wife. No. Oh. Oh. It's uh, not at all. <laughs> it's uh, about like, kind of like this teenage girl. She's towards the end of her high school, um, has a weird relationship with her parents type thing. So it's, it's definitely an indie type movie. It looks good though. The trailer looked funny and kind of emotional and stuff. So, and then another one with an indie movie with Steve Carell and Brian Cranston, which I would watch any movie with Brian Cranston. He's the only actor I've left now that I can enjoy. <laughs> he better not turn out to do anything wrong. He's 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 close. He's the closest to saintly as Emma Stone as there is possible. <laughs> so, but Brian Cranston, uh, it's it's I can't remember the name of it. I have to look it up, but. It's a movie about, I think, Brian Cranston and Steve Carell are brothers. Steve Carell's son died in the war, and he wants to not bury him at Arlington. He wants, or in, I don't know if it was in a specific war, but he died in the military. So he didn't want to bury him in Arlington. He wanted to take him back home. And so he puts, they're like, no, we're going to bury him here. And he's like, no, you're not. So he puts him in his car and drives across country with them. So it looks interesting. Wow. Uh, sounds definitely emotional, and if they're playing it serious, I think it definitely some, sounds emotional. There's some comedy in it too. Otherwise, it kind of sounds like a horror movie where they stole a body. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's serious, but I was saying there's there's some comedy in it too. There's there's one, there's an older actor in it too that's funny. I can't remember who it is though. I don't know. I, I, I definitely want to see it. So. More to come. Uh, we'll see if we can get that uh, near us at a theater, and uh, of course, we'll we'll get a review. From you, as we typically do, the indie movies. Yeah. Um, you're kind of the indie whisperer around here, so we'll look forward to that one. Uh, more to come. Indie. <laughs> hey, make sure you are uh, getting over to YouTube. Check out 
um, our ride home videos as, as well as Jared reviews at Jared Buckendall. Uh, at. <laughs> you can find him everywhere. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, the whole lot. And uh, man, he's... <laughs> He, he saw some trash movies in October. Yeah. But you know what? Dude keeps his nose to the grindstone and reviews them. That yeah. way we don't have to go. Exactly. So uh, make sure you're out there checking out his videos. Of course, you're going to find The Ride Home on that channel as well. Most recently, we went to Jigsaw, which was trash. Um, and I hated it. But, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so make sure you're hitting us up there. Of course, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and soundcloud don't forget to leave us a review on podknife and follow that account on twitter at podknife <laughs> you can follow us at seth oat and underscore cody michael and of course the show at soco show pod on twitter i think that's everything uh you can send us an email as well um at soco show 91 at gmail.com so check us out there. Leave us a question. Leave us a topic to talk about. Give us your comments, feedback. Uh, we welcome it all. We want to hear from you guys any chance we can get. So with that, uh, of course, celebrating our second anniversary. <laughs> this has been episode 16 for your so host, Seth Ott. This has been your co-host, Cody Michael. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.